BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello? Lyle? Is this Simba? I'm here, How are you? How are you, Simba? I'm good. Sorry, I watch a lot of Disney. I have a, have a one-year-old, so... <laughs> You have a one-year-old. Do you are you enjoying being a father? Yeah, she's the light of my life, and um, uh, yeah, it's tough though having a one-year-old girl. But uh, trying to set a good example for her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And what do you? Uh, what sorts of things do you do to set a good example for her? Um. Uh, trying to be a good parent trying to be there for when she needs me and um trying to you know just shield her from the harsh realities <laughs> of this world sorry why is why do you um, feel as though the the reality of the world is so harsh well there's a lot i feel like there's a lot of good to be found in this world and her mother does a really good job too. And um, uh, I just feel like yeah, it's kind of a tough time right now. She was a COVID baby, so it's um, it's funny you just never really realize those things until you become a father. Mm. And um, has she been been? Have you been changing her diapers a lot? Has she ever? Um... <laughs> Shat yeah. on your face or anything like that. Oh yeah, she shits all over the place and she shits on my hand and um but uh that's okay. Mm-hmm. But um no nah, and uh I think her mother wants to have one more too, so wish me luck. Oh, so you want to have another well it says here that you believe that your wife is getting bored of you. Yeah, definitely. Is is and, that uh, something she told you? Um, yeah, like right to my face. And it was funny because like she'll like say to me that like she needs someone with big dick energy. And um, I was like, huh, at first I thought that was kind of hurtful. But, you know, I kind of see what she means. Like she wants someone who's confident and relaxed. And that's kind of like the opposite of what I am. And um, if I don't do something soon she's probably gonna try and go and find a boyfriend or some shit i don't know really yeah it's a lot <laughs> so she told you that that she is looking for somebody with big dick energy yeah like her. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um 
I feel like, uh, yeah, we kind of get on the wrong foot sometimes, but uh, she's like a, she's a witch too. She's a bruja and she like, I see her like um, casting spells and shit. So I take what she says very seriously. Hmm. Do you believe that she has cast a spell upon you? Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. She wants me to um, just really kind of grow up here and get my fire and my drive back because it's really low right now and hers is like really high. And um, yeah, I just feel like she's getting kind of bored with me, you know, so. What kind of spell do you believe she has cast upon you? Um, You know, it's funny. I actually think they're good spells. Like she brings me a lot of luck too and um she she gives me a lot of good energy which is why i'm i'm worried you know we'll make her unhappy so (laughs) and uh she does want me to kind of go to therapy too but i guess that's a Mm -hmm. that's another story so she's told you that she is bored of you but how do you feel about her oh i think she's the the best thing to ever happen to me um i feel like uh you know i was really lucky to find her and um i feel like uh she's helped me realize a lot of things too like there are a lot of things that are wrong with me but um i feel like i don't maybe do the same for her if you know what i mean so. what has she helped you realize is wrong with you well she kind of made me like take a look at like the way I act, you know, and um, she also made me realize that maybe my relationship with my mom isn't really the healthiest as well. Um, but it's been it's been kind of nice because I've never really I didn't really realize that until I was older and like I'm 28 and I'm almost 30, so it's kind of weird like having to kind of realize realize those things late in life, you know? So, you like her because... Well, you you said you think she's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And you are saying that because she's helped you realize certain things that are... that are amiss with you. I mean, what else do you find Mm -hmm. redeeming and attractive and... You know, anything else about this person that you feel makes them a positive thing to have in your life? Well, she's really good with kids. (laughs) That's the first thing. Like, I didn't know anything about having kids. And so she's been able to kind of show me um, how to set a good example for her daughter. And um, she's also... Um, and just a really good friend to kind of bounce things off of and she helped me like find a stable job too I was having trouble finding work there she's kind of been coaching me a little bit mm. and how did, how did it feel when she told you what she told you it felt really good I was really lucky to to find her but um, it made me realize that I still have a long way to go, you know, so that's... Well, well, when when she, when she, no, no, I mean, when she, when she told you that she's looking for someone with big dick energy, and that if you don't grow a pair, she will leave you. (laughs) It made me feel, 
Well, how did that make you feel? Well, I just feel it, it didn't make me feel good. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like um, she wants someone who has like uh, some swag, maybe. And I'm kind, of, I'm kind of boring, you know. Like I'm kind of quiet, and um, I feel like, and she's kind of looking for someone who can. Uh, kind of command a room a little bit you know so <laughs> didn't make me feel too good but um hopefully uh since we're we're married i can kind of turn that around a little bit hmm. what do you want from her do you want her to change anything about herself um that's a good question i feel like uh maybe she could just get, have a little more patience with me you know i know that I suffer from some social anxiety a little bit, and I have for a while. Um, so I feel like, uh, yeah, it's just have, I want her to to show me a little patience, and I think we can get there. Have you told her that? I'm sorry, you kind of cut out there. Have you told her that? Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> many times. And does she? Um, does but, she seem? Uh, does she seem? Yeah, does she seem like she's she's internalized and made a further effort toward being more patient with you? Um. Yeah, because I feel like you know she likes to kind of be romanced a little bit, and I'm not very good at romancing. You know, she likes to kind of be just reminded that um she's loved and she likes to kind of be taken out on dates and stuff like that so but it's hard because mm. you know you come home you work all day and um <clears throat> yeah hey, okay here's what i do want to say to you simba here's what i want to say to you simba simba i think i think if you're trying to build a family here <laughs> if you're trying to build a life, build a long-lasting relationship with kids and all that, I think you should be married to someone who loves you for who you are, who believes that you are enough, but also is continuously encouraging you, challenging you to be better. In ways in which you, yourself, also desire to be better. I don't like that your mm -hmm. wife is telling you, you know, you better man up right now or else I'm out of here. Again, I don't, I don't want to pry too deep or make too many assumptions because I don't really feel like I can grasp the full scope of your relationship over the course of 10 minutes. I'm not going to pretend like I can. But I will just say that I think you should be with someone who uh, accepts you for who you are while still simultaneously challenging you. And I think that you should also be checking in with yourself to see if you're happy. Because if, if, you know, she's not making the effort to be more patient with you, then... Why would you be inclined to make the effort to to man up for her? 
You know what I'm saying? I don't like that there's an ultimatum attached to it. I think it's good that you two are challenging each other to be better. But if you're going to be raising a child with this person, if you're going to be deeply connected with this person, this person is going to be the most important person in your life, they should feel as though you are enough. How do you feel about that? No, I feel good. I like that. I like that a lot. And um, I can't wait to tell her she's going to be so excited I got on the show. <laughs> but um, uh, I kind of like that. I, I like that there's a balance, you know, and I really agree that um, it takes, it's a two-way street and it'll take effort on both our parts. So I really like that. Anything else you want to say before we go, Simba? No, thank you so much. Bye, chat. Bye, bye Lyle. Goodbye, Simba. Thanks. Bye. Simba, Simba, Simba. Simba, Simba, Simba. I don't know. I don't have a wife. I don't have a children. I'm not in love. I don't know if I'll ever be in love. I don't know if anything qualifies me to tell Simba anything, you know? I'm just an old chunk of coal. I'm just an old, green, crackly leaf, you know? Hello? Dr. Gek. Hello, how are you? I'm good, sir. Um, I called because I got this problem. I ran off, you know? I ran off about 1,100 miles. And now I've got to... i got to rip the, the Band-Aid off and tell her that I'm not coming back. And I need your help. How do I do that? Okay, so you said you've ran away. Yeah. Where did you run away from? The mountains of Idaho. You uh, ran away to Idaho or from Idaho? From, yeah. You ran away from the mountains of Idaho because it sounds very cold. Where did you run away to? San Diego, where it's warm. <laughs> um, that sounds like a a well informed decision. What what was the impetus of that decision? Why did you Why did you run away? Was it just the weather? Well, um, I'm allergic to the cold, eh? Um, mm-hmm. I'll better get with as well, but I actually am, and it's called cold urticaria, and um, it's just not. I don't do well in the cold. And so from what you've said, you you left someone there. You left uh, uh, a woman who was important to you in Idaho. Is that is that what I'm hearing? I, did. I freaking did that. And I'm not really that. I'm not proud of it and I'm not happy about it, but I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any conversation with her before you left, or did you just completely leave and then not tell her? No, I, I, she saw me packing some bags and stuff, and I said, I'm going to hire one of your friends to take me to the airport. You think that would be okay? <laughs> I said that, but, and then I did it, and then I flew away. Hmm. And 
why was it so hard to leave this person behind? She's really, um, she's a sweet old gal, you know? I'm old some bitch, and so is she, and so, like, we've been around the block, and she's pretty, pretty nice little girl and stuff, but, yeah, I have the mind of a 20-year-old, and I need those 20-year-old things, and those old girls, they just may not be able to satisfy a fellow like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How long have you and uh, and the girl the girl that you left behind? How long had you and her been together? Well, um, I started kicking around with her and stuff for about ten years, and then then we became kind of intimate for several years, and and then I lived with her for several months last fall and winter, and ran off. <laughs> I don't like the and cold. How come, why, oh, well, 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 so tell, so, so, okay, so then tell me this: How come she didn't come with you? No, she, she has family and friends and stuff. You know, a lot of that kind of thing going on. Hey, eh? I don't. Well, I have family and friends, but I could give a fuck about it. You know. I just go where I go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in in sort of examining, like what's important to you, in the context of yeah. of of this decision, would you say that? And it's okay if 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 this is the answer, because I think uh, it's good to know what you value. Is friends and family and relationships with other people is that important to you? You know, um, I'd rather just sunbathe on a rock out in the middle of the desert than hang out with any of them. Mm. 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 I've been that way. Most of my life I've been that way, you know. Uh, I'm a prospector, so I would dig holes in the ground. Sometimes I would dig for hundreds of yards and and I enjoyed being way, way down there, you know, and all by myself. Mm -hmm. All you could hear was your heartbeat. Do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I'm 70 plus, a, a little more than 78. And you say that you really enjoy being alone. Has it been like that for for your entire life? Yeah. Yeah. I would disappear into the mountains and and um I wouldn't come out for a long time, eh? <laughs> what would I was you married once the time. I was mountains. married to this gal. I was married to this gal, she's secretary, you know. Mm -hmm. In in a college and she wanted me to become something, you know, other than a bomb. And uh, a prospector was, to her was a bomb, you know, and so I went to school and um, I could, I quit a semester before I graduated with distinguished honors and, and it's all because she goes, you know what, this summer you're not going to the mountains ever again, you're going to just stay home. And that day I was working for a law 
guy and uh, I was an intern and he come in and he told me I'm going to bump you up 14 to 85 cases and I'm not going to give you a raise. I ran off that day too. I ran off and I, I didn't come back. I never even went back home ever. Oh my God. What oh my is God. what is home? So, where is where's home for you? Oh man, <laughs> I must have been a nomad in my past life, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm nomadic. Uh, I'm not very domesticated. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's not good, you know. And, and I'm not civilized either. Mostly. Well, well, hold on. Can I stop? Can I stop you for just a second? You said that you're saying that's not that good, and that leads into what I was going to ask you. Is um, so you're saying that you've been nomadic for most of your life, you've been very comfortable and actively pursued lots of time alone, and I'm I'm curious if anything at all. Uh, have there been many? cons to this lifestyle or many times in which you reconsidered your position of of always desiring to be nomadic and to be alone have there been times where you wanted I've lost, a, I've lost a few friends over it because I if, 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 if you were a friend of mine and you just came up on me all of a sudden like you know Knocked on my door, I'd be all upset. You, you needed to let me know you were going to come there and visit me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I might just pull a gun off the shelf and back you the hell out of the door and tell you never to come back again, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's the way I was. And I'm having a hard time with that now in San Diego. You people knocking on the door all the time, holy shit. Oh my! <laughs> people, people are knocking on your door all the time in San Diego. Why are they knocking on your door? Oh, there's delivery. You know, I don't go out to the stores much, so I have things delivered. And they knock, knock, blah blah, and they walk away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I never had it. I never allowed people to come knocking on my door. I had two gates, and they're both locked, and there was lots of signs saying scary shit, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I have another question but for in, you. In the you, you do that? I, I, I have another question for you. Do you, because I feel like there's a difference between these two, and I'm curious what it is for you. Do you just enjoy being alone, or do you actively not like other people? I totally be comfortable with me I just you know I don't totally like or dislike other people because sometimes I'm a wallflower I'm like blah 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 you know and stuff however when I'm doing blah blah boy I need to be by myself and you guys need to get the fuck out of here (laughs) yeah so there's some people you know that are comfortable being alone and I'm one of them. I've, um, yeah, I've ruined many a woman's life. You know, um, I've been married four times and, and um, and had numerous girlfriends and stuff, but 
none of it stuck, you know, because I had to go to the hills. Hmm. How long after being in a relationship will you typically start to feel like you're tired of it and you need to be alone? Well, I met this gal on the internet today, and um, it lasted about three or four hours, you know, I'm starving after that, and I had to go, you know, this is not going to work out, okay, bye. So, hmm. So after four marriages and, and all these girlfriends, all these people you're meeting online, what keeps you going back? Because after, because after four marriages, because on the fourth marriage, right, you had to be like, all right, didn't yeah. work out the previous three times, but uh, let's try it again. What made you, what made you want to try again? Nah, dude, it's the scent of a woman, right? How could you not? Fucking not. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but that was the way it is. <laughs> Do you have friends? Just platonic yeah. friends? No, I have a couple, but rarely do I speak to them. Hmm. Barely. A couple times a year, maybe. I call one of my good friends once a year on his birthday. Do you see one of your good friends once a year on his birthday? No, I just talk to him on the phone. Mm. <laughs> so when you're alone, we, what do you do yeah. to pass the time? What are what are some activities that you find yourself doing day to day? I do a lot of exercises because I'm an old part and I want to stay in shape. And so and and I read. I read like a million pages a year, you know. People that can read, they can do whatever the hell they want, you know, because they got all the all the words in their head. So, a lot of reading. I probably read three, four books a week. And um, they can be of anything. I'm thinking about reading books on how to be a doctor and a lawyer and uh, Hey, maybe I don't even know how to be a therapist. I don't know. Probably not. I'd be a bad therapist if I really would. <laughs> Why do you think you would be a bad therapist? Uh, because I'd give them bad advice, you know. They, uh, flight, fight or flight, I'm always on the flight end of it. And so I head out, you know. That's not good all the time. You can't just, like... You can't just pull up your stakes and run off all the time, right? But mm. it appears that's the way I'm going to be until the day I die, so mm -hmm. that's me. So is that is that the way that you feel about yourself and about your life? Is that continually you're, you're like, you're running away? Or, or I'm just totally impulsive, right? I get an impulse and I just take it and I'm like, I'll go buy a ticket and fly away, right? <laughs> hmm. I've, I've done that twice this year. So, yeah. And it gets expensive, you know, for old people to go buy tickets and things and fly away. Yeah, or fly back. I haven't. Yeah. That's, that's even harder fly back. So in 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 seventy years, 
do you have anything that you regret? I not no no freaking way I don't regret nothing. Mm -hmm. I've got four children. I've got eight grandchildren and I just love every freaking one of them, but I just want them to stay in hell away from me, y'all. So you have you didn't even mention that. You didn't mention that you had uh you had children and grandchildren. I know, I can't tell you everything on this little short thing here, but um well, I mean I could do volumes, eh? I've been a prospector. I've dug four hundred and ten yards of tunnel underground by hand with a sledgehammer, a pick bar and a wheelbarrow, you know, and, and a candlelight. Um, I've done a lot of the things that the old timers did. I'm old timer too. <laughs> do you ever? I cut thousands. Do you ever see your children or grandchildren? I cut thousands. What's that? Do, do you ever see your children or grandchildren? Mm, you know, on Messenger and stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're, yeah. you're pretty tech-savvy, considering uh, 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 how you, you're, you're talking about doing all uh, of being an old-timer. Yeah, man, I went to... Um, I've been to college a couple times, and um, I could have been a distinguished honor student if I just stayed there another semester. I've got the, the knowledge, you know, educated old part. However... I don't know if education helps you to be more social or not. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a hard case, huh, Dick? So, do you have any any advice for anyone out there uh, uh, listening to this of anything that you have have learned in your uh, time of solitude and introspection? Like only I do, Jack. I got, I got advice for the young folks out there. Please. Um. Don't, don't get a job, and work yourself hard and hurt yourself. You know, um, don't hurt your back working for somebody. Just if you have to, just be a bum. You know, because you'll be okay. You make enough money to feed yourself, you'll be okay. You won't hurt yourself. And you last longer. And then, if you gotta get married, don't have children until you're in your late 40s. If you have to, just adopt a 17 year old. That kid stuff, whew, oh, that's no way. I'll make you have great hair. Yeah. Mm. So, there you go. Did you have a hard Thanks. time raising your kids? What? Did you have a hard time raising your kids? No. I live with my youngest daughter, and she's the most intelligent freaking person I know. And, wow, yeah. She's an artist, and she's, um, you know, she's in the top of her field. She's only 21, and she makes several hundred dollars a day. Way more than I ever did at her age, that's for sure. Yeah. Successful young woman. She's married to a pirate. He's a, a nice guy too. Yeah, he's an actual pirate. 
She's married to an actual. Where did she? Where did she meet an actual pirate? She met him online, right? Oh, and wow. she told me that she would never, ever get married. And by God, she married him, you know, somewhere off over in Washington somewhere. He was, he's stationed there as a pirate. And I'm so like, yeah, I think they get along just fine. Hmm. Well, <laughs> Teeler, you said your name was? Killer, like a boat tiller or a road tiller, something like mm. you know, like that. That kind of tiller. Tiller, any uh, any final thoughts, feelings, sentiments that you wish to share before we go? I think your show is really cool, Doctor Gack, and oh, I'll continue you, to listen. Thank you very much, Tiller. Welcome and you, you have a good evening. You as well. Um, shout out to Tiller. Very interesting, um, very interesting perspective uh, from Tiller. There's a lot to unpack out of that. The idea of, there's an idea that I think about all the time where like, you know, society tells us that, uh, I mean, what is the thesis of of every Disney movie, of, of a lot of things, is that the most important thing in life is friends and family. But what if it's not? What about Tiller? He seems like he's having a great time. I don't know if he's having a great time. But he seemed like it. People can seem like a lot of things and not be those things. But I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other. But he seems like he's chilling. He seems like he loves... He 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 seemed like he loved... He had love, right? He, he clearly loved... Um, I don't know if it was his daughter or his granddaughter that he was talking about, but he clearly loved her, clearly loved his children, but also uh, loved nothing more than his alone time, his books. Where the hell did did she meet a pirate? That was the one thing I wasn't sure about. Hello? Hey, Gek? Hello, is this Daniel? Yes, this is. What's up with you? Not a whole lot. Is there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about today? Uh, I have a couple of things. A couple of things here. Okay, uh, tell me. Number one, I just found out that we have a marijuana farmer's market where I live. Okay. That's uh, kind of exciting. I'm, I'm new to the world of marijuana, so I'm like... I'm kind of stoked about it a little bit. Daniel, you had a particular thing that you told the call screener that you wanted to talk about, and I can tell that you are sort of skirting around it. Why are you doing that? It's it's kind of the I don't know it's it, it, it's it's a little a little nervous thing. It's a little, it's a little bit of a anxiety to talk about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I don't this? usually open up to uh, to random geckos on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Daniel, it says here that, uh, you have a crush on one of your coworkers. That is true. This is true. She's, uh, she's very, I don't know, she's, she's, she's nice. She's, uh, she laughs at my jokes, which I think is, uh, is pretty stellar. 
um, she appreciates my meatloaf puns after uh, after the singer died, R.I.P. And uh, she seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, are you are you going to make any attempt to um, to to get to know her better, to talk to her about uh, things, to to go on a date with her, to somehow action upon your crush? So, yes, actually. Um, but she just broke up with her boyfriend, so I'm trying to give it a little bit of time so that she can heal. Um, but I did invite her to go to the farmer's market with me to check out all the weed. Okay, all right. So this, so everything does ultimately come back to each other. This, there, there, there was, in fact, an element to you bringing up this farmer's market. You've invited her to the farmer's market to, to go buy weed. And how did she respond to that? She just said it was interesting. It's it's over the weekend, so she's she's given it some thought to, to think about it. But um, she has been bringing up how she wants to hang out with friends outside of work more, and she wants to like she invited me to go to her New Year's party. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking there could be something, but I don't want to you know push my luck and you know reveal all my cards and then have it all cave in on me, you know. Why are you so adverse to? I mean, even in this phone call, you seem uh, not not even in this phone call or 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 in your uh, interactions with your friends or with with uh, people you're romantically interested in. You seem to not want to show all of your cards, just in general. I guess uh, I'm I'm just kind of a reserved person. I feel like if I put everything out in the open somehow it could come back to, to bite me I, I like to have a little bit of mystery too that way like I'm, I'm more intriguing mm. Mm. okay and and does your desire not to show all of your cards is it come from a fear of showing your cards or is this an intentional ploy to see him a certain way. Because to be honest, I don't I like either it, of those. It could be kind of both. I feel like... Why do you desire to, to appear more mysterious? I think it just adds that much more interest for others. Like... I, like... You know, people, when they watch a show, you leave the show off on a cliffhanger for some episodes, and you think, oh my god, what's going to happen next? And it leaves you, like, wondering and so interested to stay invested. I feel like if I show some sort of mystery to my to myself, like, well-founded mystery, I don't make stuff up, but I kind of reserve just enough so that, you know, they could, she could be more interested and say, okay, so, so what's that? Like, she she's asked me all questions about, you know, the next car I'm going to buy and stuff, and... Um, I just I try to try to leave some sort of reservation for that, but also, I like I said, I feel like if I open up, it could be used to, against me to like, I don't know, exploit mm. my my insecurity. Mm. Totally, 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 totally. I totally hear what you're saying, um, mm. Daniel. You know, man, I'm gonna tell you. I know I just went on a whole spiel about how I don't want to give advice, but um, that's a terrible. Uh, I, I, I unfortunately host what some may consider an advice podcast, but I will tell you 
in my own personal life, uh, when it comes to the realm of sort of uh, uh, romantic uh, uh, hobble gobble, uh, or not even, not even, not even romantic hobble gobble, business hobble gobble, relate friendship hobble gobble, all types of hobble gobble. I have found that the more I can just be without trying to change my personality or strategize. Everyone's very obsessed with strategizing the various ways they can say this cool thing or act this certain way to get this person to think that of them or or whatnot. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I used to do a lot of... And, and, don't get me wrong. I still do my fair share of doing that. Um, but every time I find myself doing that, it feels just stressful. It feels just like, you know, I've been so much yeah, happier a lot of work. in this situation. It's a lot of work to try to seem a certain Ooh. way. And I find myself happier when I can just be. And people naturally, I've noticed, will either be attracted to who I am when I am just being, or they will not be, right? But I don't go out of my way. I try, I try. I never want to present any of this as if I'm the master of it because I'm totally, totally, totally not. But this is just where I would ultimately like to be in my life. That's, that's what I'm telling you. I try to just uh, be, exist, and not try to seem a certain way to people. Because it just makes me happier. It makes me feel better about myself. It makes me feel a little bit less like I'm putting on a thing of a way to try to be. And it just skips so many unnecessary steps. Like, for example, something I've been working on lately. Again, not a master of it, but have been working on it. Is if I'm ever texting with someone... And I find myself rewriting and writing a text to try, like you know how you know how you, it is trying to craft the perfect text Absolutely. that sounds the perfect way, right? I've decided I'm not. I've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I've decided, and I look at my text with people, and I'm and every and I want them to look all the same. I don't want to text one person one sort of cool way and one person like a, a more like relax. Just I just exist. I am, and people either will like me or they won't. But I'm I'm tired of trying to craft the cool text, trying to say the cool thing. It's it's exhausting. It's so much outward effort. Where in you could instead, Daniel, focus on improving the aspects of your personality that you yourself are proud of. Leaning more into yourself and confidently trying to express that self out into the world. Again, I'm not an expert of that, but that's the philosophy that I like to undertake when it comes to things like this. So I get why you want to. I get why you want to create an air of of mystery. But here's the thing: this girl that you like, she's either going to like you or she's not. And in reality, the like 
the idea that you can say some cool thing or act some cool way that will change that is faulty, I think. And I think you would be better off focusing on just being yourself as much as you possibly can and projecting that as authentically as you possibly can and then see who sticks around. It'll be a a much – it's a tougher journey for sure, but it will uh, be a better long-term strategy for you than to try to seem mysterious. What do you think about all that? I think that's uh, very well put and very well founded because there are times when I'm talking with her. Like I'll I'll bring up things about myself like, you know, a playlist I made for my funeral and uh, like things that just – that are more about me and less like, you know – Act like made up or left to you know kind of persuade her like you said um but like when, when i have those types of conversations it just feels more genuine and more authentic and it's just a lot easier to do but look, that example that you have with text is beautifully crafted um when you have to sit there and rewrite the text over and over it just it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel correct it's so exactly. I, I agree so with what you are you doing to be yourself and that, that's that's something that I I, I, I kind of want to fix on that. So thanks thank for shedding light to that. For sure, Daniel. Uh, I wish you good luck. And again, as I said, I'm not an expert of these things. I'm trying to do them alongside uh, uh, you. So, um, you know, I hope that uh, I hope that that helped inform something. It, it really did. It kind of opened up my eyes a little bit. So yeah. thank you, Dad. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling, Daniel. Thank you. Enjoy the rest. Oh, I cut him off before he said to enjoy the rest of my day. Now my day is going to suck. I seriously do that. I fucking made a, I made a promise to myself. I made a promise to myself. And maybe you guys will join me. But I, every if I'm ever if I'm crafting a text back and for more than 5 minutes or something, I've been doing I've been doing this lately. I'll catch myself if I'm trying to craft the perfect text or email or whatever it is and I'll go what the fuck am I just send it who gives it because at the I I, I, I I fucking genuinely believe I fucking genuinely believe that whatever it is you want from the person whether it's you want them to go on a date with you you want them to be friends with you you want them to work with you in some sort of business capacity whatever it is they kind of already will want to or won't want to I think, and the amount that you can influence whether or not they will or won't by whatever it is you say in your text, aside from the outliers, if you like say something that's completely crazy, you know, but I I believe that the amount of influence that you can have by the crafting the perfect whatever is kind of low. Think about it like this. Think about the person you have a crush on, right? If they texted you, you would respond. It doesn't matter what they... It doesn't really matter what they say. They could send an emoji. They could send a thing with five exclamation points. It doesn't matter. You would respond. Why? Because you want to. It doesn't matter what they say. People either will want to or won't want to. That's just what I think. But I'm a crazy gecko guy on the computer. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. 10, 9, 8, 7. It's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. 6, 5, 4. Come explore Melbourne and the beaches. 3, 2, 1. It's time for some rocket-filled fun. Countdown to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. Hello? Hi! How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing, um, I'm doing good. It says here that you are a therapist and you would like to talk about the difference between what I do and actual therapy. And I, I would love to have this conversation. I'd love to have this conversation. Uh, I, um, I, I was telling the, the screener guy that I was super stoked to even get to that point because I've tried calling many times and have never been able to get through. And then, uh, yeah, I was just, I'm a big fan. I follow you on the gram, follow you on stream. It's, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to have this conversation. Um, this is going to sound out of context when I put it into a podcast, but, um, we did just have a caller call in uh, saying that they were hanging on a thread. And I had to decline that call because um, it felt a little bit too too intense for me. And I felt as though uh, felt as though it's it would be irresponsible to uh, uh, take a call like that, even though, uh, you know, I do hope that person gets help. What, I, what do you think about that, Tiffany? Yeah, no, I was actually watching that, uh, and I was like, uh, and I felt very nervous uh, for you and that conversation. I think you handled it great. <laughs> uh, so tell me, you, you said the differences between what I do and uh, actual therapy. I, 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 you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on all this. Well, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I view what you do as as entertainment, but with you know, very genuine flair. I, I, you know, obviously this is unscripted. You don't know Good. who's going to be giving you a call. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I think you bring yourself and, and your reactions, uh, your genuine reactions into that dynamic. And uh, oftentimes it's very funny, um, <laughs> super hilarious, hence the entertainment value. Um, but I really appreciate your, your kind of authenticity um, in, in these conversations. So as far as what I think is different uh, between what you and I do is I operate out of a a therapeutic orientation. I was trained extensively in uh, mental health, uh, you know, mental disorders. Um, You know, I often work collaboratively with an entire treatment team. Um, I, and and I I mean, I've treated things like suicidality and um, self-harm and things like that and, and have a kind of therapeutic orientation to operate out from to treat that. So, 
Um, I, I mean, I view what you and I do as very different, but what I really appreciate about what you do is this uh, kind of genuineness that you bring into the dynamic. And that's something, you know, as a therapist, I, I am by profession, but uh, I always like to tell my clients, like, I'm a I'm a human first and therapist as well. But, um, you know, I try to bring my genuine self in the interactions I have with my clients as well. So, you know, I mean, I, I think those are kind of the big differences. Mm. Does anyone ever come to you and um, you feel as though you cannot help them? Oh, absolutely. Um, anytime I get into territory where I feel like, you know, it's out of my expertise, um, I, I, I really try to understand my limitations um, and be very transparent about them. I think that's part of my, my realness and genuineness uh, in, in my treatment is, um, you know, hey, you're telling me about these things and it is. Uh, really not in my scope of expertise. So, you know, I do recommend uh, treatment in X, Y, or Z area. Um, but but that happens frequently. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think, do you, do you, Jen, do you have a optimistic viewpoint that everyone can be helped? Or do have you ever met someone or had a client come in and be like, there is no hope for this person? Um, I generally have a an optimistic perspective. Um, that's largely based in my therapeutic training um, and my involvement in research. Uh, I have a lot of hope for treatment outcomes and um, treatment development. And I've worked in you know really severe populations, and I've seen um, progress and recovery. So I I do. You know, and if I didn't have a sense of hope, I, I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing. That being said, uh, especially in, in the past couple of years through the pandemic, uh, mental health has has really declined. Um, and it's incredibly tiring, uh, I will say. And uh, I felt more burnt out than I have in a long time. Um, but I, I I would say I do have hope. Um, and I think it's it's not a it's not a black or white answer either. I think there's certain populations that have worse prognosis and, and some that have better prognosis. Um, but it doesn't mean that there isn't still a chance and that if, you know, they're part of who I treat, that um, I have zero kind of hope in even some improvement in their conditions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you say you get burnt out by... Mm-hmm doing all of this work what do you do when you get burnt out to revive your oh <laughs> I, I take vacations <laughs> i have a really supportive partner i i just i really try to kind of distance myself and get myself out out away from work um i like to treat myself you know it doesn't hurt to buy a nice pair of shoes it doesn't hurt to you know go out to a nice dinner <laughs> it doesn't i mean you know what i'm saying like treat yourself um i i like just shopping i like cooking there's a lot of things i like doing and those are all you know there's forms of self-care that i think are a little bit more um indulgent and then there's you know the day-to-day what are you when what are you doing when you what are you doing when you find yourself indulging 
oh, oh, like like the fancy dinners, you know, like fan- fancy dinners, or I, you know, treat myself to something extra expensive. And you know, it's hard because as a therapist, you don't make all that much money. You don't go into the profession for the big dollars. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I do enjoy just at least feeling like I'm treating myself. Um, you know, I'm a big thrift shopper. I like deals. Uh, and so, you know, if, if I like go to, you know, TJ Maxx or Nordstrom Rack and find something that was, would otherwise be hundreds of dollars that I've scored for like 20, that's like one of the most fun things for me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So you're a real therapist. You burn out sometimes, but you go to the Olive Garden and you shape. Um, Hmm. What what other questions do I have for you as a as a real therapist? Okay, um, is what I'm doing illegal? Uh, I don't think so. But also, I'm not a lawyer, so um, right. you know, right. I I couldn't give you that <laughs> specific answer. Um, well, I don't no, think I don't, so. I, I think you're very clear about what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not a real. Uh, couldn't imagine being a real therapist. That sounds. Um, that sounds tough. <laughs> it, it is. It's it's not an easy job, but I, I think the training to go into a therapist helps me to feel well equipped to do what I do. Yeah, I mean, I I hate being a fake one sometimes. It's hard, <laughs> you know. Um, but to be honest, things like this, watching your feed and following you, is, is something I do for self care. I really enjoy what you do, and it brings like you know, happiness into my day. Um, and I've, I've shared your content with my other therapist friends and we all get a, you know, good laugh out of, out of what you do. And it's really nice. <laughs> well, damn. Thank you very much, Tiffany. I, I appreciate all the kind words. And, um, Hmm. Is there, is there, uh, before we go, uh, uh, is there anything in particular, uh, uh, else that you want to say before, before we depart and never see each other again? You know, something I told the screener guy was, you know, I'm calling it what I do as a therapist. And, and, you know, what you do is is not always super funny. Like this most recent call, it it can feel kind of scary. And um, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine all of your calls to be as like, you know, funny and joyful. So I just wanted to know how you handle things and, you know, how, how, what you, some of the things you do for self-care and, you know, take care of, take care of your own mental health. That's a good question. Um, I was talking about this before, but on Monday's stream, I was falling apart by the end of it. Um, uh, 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 today's stream, though, was great. I don't know. It's hard because uh, uh, it, it, it really feels like I'm rolling the dice every time I get on here, uh, where sometimes I feel really great about things, and I'm like, oh, this is a good thing to be doing. And sometimes I'm like, what the hell have I gone and got myself into by being a fake gecko guy thing on the computer um but how do i stay sane i don't know i wish i could give you a mm-hmm. answer for that uh i've been trying to meditate more uh journaling uh getting high although that's probably not a good one i eat a lot of candy that's also not a good one um, <laughs> ah you know just bad stuff but um I don't know, trying to take breaks. Although I, I'm conflicted about breaks. I'm very conflicted about the idea of breaks because a break... Okay, like if I'm being very stressed out, 
by huh. my job or by something by by let's say by my job and I'm like okay I need a break. I almost feel like I'm escaping from the thing as opposed to facing it head on and fixing the problem where the problem is because right like I could take a 3 week vacation whatever the fuck mm-hmm. come back and then if I'm not feeling good, I still haven't I haven't fixed the problem. I've just escaped from it momentarily. I still have to go back to it. So that's mm-hmm. my, uh, my sort of thing about about breaks. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good at um, I'm pretty good at finding time to think about things outside of the stream and live a life outside of the computer. Um, mm-hmm. But still, when I come back, it's I'm still it doesn't feel like I've addressed the problem. I'm like escape. You escape from the problem, and you come back. It's still there, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you have um, you have a conundrum on your hands. I, I mean, I I was I, I was thinking you were going to go into a, a separate um, thought about about breaks and why they can be um, so conflicting. Because I feel similarly about breaks, but in a different way. Um, and so, uh, but but that's not where I thought you were going. And uh, and and it sounds to me like. Maybe if if the problem being work, which is what I imagine this this streaming to be, um, feeling that degree of stressful for you, it's yeah, it's not something a, a vacation necessarily is going to fix. Um, there's something about what you do that is, I think, more inherently stressful, and perhaps that needs to be like explored. You know, it's true. Although I feel good right now, this has been a good stream. I haven't been very good for this stream, so who knows? It's always like that's, that's that. I think that's the biggest problem that I have is that what's the is like what is the fucking dice? What is the x y x plus y times z divided by q equation? Like yeah. that I can to always feel good, but it doesn't. I don't feel like I can. I, sometimes I don't feel like I have a control over that. He's got to. He's got to go in. He's got to show up, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's probably a lot of things that contribute to you know how you enter in stream that that, that kind of primes you for whether it's going to be good to some degree. And then I think whatever the dice rolls as far as who shows up in your stream. I mean, I don't know. I feel like some of that unpredictability is some some that I uh, something I deal with too. Um, and it, you know, there are aspects of my job that I wish were more. Um, I don't know, certain or stable in some way. Um, but it's also what makes it kind of exciting uh, and interesting. Uh, it feels like a new new thing to figure out or kind of challenge myself with or grow in some way, shape, or form. So it's, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. I agree with that. Tiffany, are you going to invoice me for this? <laughs> no, because this isn't therapy. I This is me talking to you as a human. I'm enjoying this. And you know, to some degree, my my therapy self is a bit inseparable from my human self, but I'm I'm certainly not operating out of a, some kind of therapeutic orientation right now. I really I do appreciate what you're what you're telling me, and I am thinking about how I feel in my life too, and how I deal with my stressors, and you know, really digesting your questions. So you know, it, this is more open and transparent than I would. Well, I would. It's hard to say. I'm I'm pretty open in, in therapy sessions. Like I said, I like to be pretty real and keep it. Uh, keep it really to be really genuine in my session so but that being said like no this is i'm not <laughs> i'm not 
thinking in terms of therapy. Um, I'm not like hypothesizing anything or anything like that. Do you have uh, do you have like a therapy brain and a person brain where like like if if this was a therapy session and I was telling you things, would you be hypothesizing about certain things like diagnosing whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely would be. Um, I'm, I'm trained to do like clinical interviewing. So there, there's sets of questions that I ask for, you know, different diagnoses. And so I'm, I'm really thinking about different diagnostic pictures. Um, it, there's also structure to my therapy sessions that, um, you know, from session one through session 10 and different stages of therapy and things like that. So um, it, it really is much more structured and, and um clinical in that way i'm thinking in a i don't know almost feels like a different part of my brain um and i am thinking about hypotheses but i'm also telling my my clients too like hey if uh, if something comes to mind as far as the diagnosis i will be the first person to talk to you about that so i'm not here to like hide that from you or or anything um i like to really be transparent about this sort of thing Hmm. so what's wrong with me tiffany I wasn't thinking about it. I just really, I'm like starstruck if I'm being completely honest. Like I got through the call and I was just like, I, I almost lost words what to say, you know, talking to the streamer. And then at the end, he's like, okay, I'm going to put you in the queue. But just so you know, you might not get picked. And then my heart dropped. <laughs> I was like, what? I made it this far and it might not get through again. And I've tried calling many times. So it was just like, fingers crossed. Hope I get through. Um, and so I, yeah, I'm, I'm really just kind of, uh, stoked. <laughs> well, Tiffany, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you called. It's nice to hear a, a real therapist's perspective on this. Uh, I don't even know if I'm a fake therapist. I think I'm just a gecko guy. I think I say this. I don't like the name therapy gecko. We're kind of just here to, <laughs> to chat and, you know, exist and breathe on each other and whatnot but um but thank you for sharing your perspective tiffany and for um uh having this lovely conversation with me is is there anything else you want to say before we go to the people to the world no thank you thanks for having me on i'm super grateful and and really happy and yeah this just sort of made my night so thank you i hope you have a really awesome evening and um yeah thank you for all you do Thank you, Tiffany. I will try. Have a good rest of the night. <laughs> you too. We did it. We talked to Tiffany. Hello, is this Gregory? That's me. How are you, Gregory? Doing good. Doing good. How about you? Um, I'm doing doing okay um you You sound so different um i was just saying you sound so different um on speaker on my phone versus on twitch it's actually wild (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. um what is your name my name is greg what is your Uh, question Greg? i go by my question well i do have i have a, i have one question and a story for you i'm i'm also i know you were talking a lot about you're a filmmaker and you started in film school and stuff and a question i have for you after just watching your channel for quite some time what kind of film do you see yourself making when i was did you want to get into directing when i was 
13 years old, I decided I wanted to become a filmmaker. And I made films with my friends through all of high school from when I was 13 years old to like 18 years old. All of high school. We, we made a bunch of films. And to this day, the process of making those movies is probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I don't genuinely making a try because here's the thing. It's so hard to make a movie. There's so many things you have to do to like to do it. And when your crew is a bunch of 15 year olds, it just it makes it a a thousand (laughs) times harder. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I and then I went to film school and I made some films in college and um now I'm a podcast guy thing, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'd never make another film again in my entire life, but I haven't thought about a kind of film I would, I would make moving forward. You know, I'm not against it, um, but it's one of those things. It's one of those things where I every, like when I was, I'm sure when I was 20, I was like, when I'm 24, I'm going to make a movie, and now I'm 24 and I haven't made a movie and. Uh, now I'm like, when I'm in, in my late 30s, I'm gonna make a movie, and I'm gonna get there, and I'm not gonna make a movie, so... It's never gonna happen. Enough about me, Tony. I bet you could, you could make it happen if you really wanted to. Do some kind of, like, comedy short film, even. I could see you making it happen, for sure. Gecko I'd theme, like to. I'd like to. I'd like to make a movie at some point. I don't know if it would be, um... A gecko thing, but I like doing this. This is, this is, I will. You know what I will say about this? It's a lot easier. And um, when I look for things to do in my life, I I I, I just look for um, whatever is the least challenging. But Gregory, you said your name was. Yes, sir. Oh, holy shit! I totally thought your name was not Gregory. I made a wild guess. Uh, how can I get you this evening? Yeah. Um. So the main thing I wanted to throw at you is I, so I had my first official, official, like full ass adult relationship. Like it was like, I'm so yeah, I'm 23 and I, <clears throat> I never really like committed hardcore, had something very serious before. And, um, oh, I've learned so much about like my boundaries and like, yeah, and just like who I am and also the things that truly matter the most to me and, and also it kind of made me truly think about what my yeah what my real purpose is too and what drives me as a human being which has been pretty incredible but i you know i i recently um broke up with my girlfriend about well i guess she's my ex now yeah it's been um, a a month actually and um what i wanted to run past you is i created such a healthy dynamic through the way I kind of have an outlook on life and how I just how, how my values are as a human being where I always am about I'm about just being as considerate as possible communicating as much as possible not letting emotions get to me trying to always mm. um yeah just be communicative considerate and constructive always and for me kind of enforcing that mindset with um, also just within the relationship with her we kind of created this somewhat strange dynamic even after the breakup where we have um yeah where we our chemistry is there we still very deeply love each other 
But like those red flags that would come across within that relationship are still there. And I'm trying my best to maintain creating some kind of friendship. But the amount of like emotional investment is so deep where it just like it kills me just to even think about her potentially being with another person as well. She that has the same feelings towards me and with being another person. But we're both like honored and shit trying to do our thing. We both are. Yeah. So this is interesting. But I was thinking um, through... Yeah, through hearing all of that, do you think even creating that kind of dynamic in a relationship and making that super healthy, um, is it, is, what is the possibility? I know the possibility is probably not so high of continuing some kind of friendship, but um, what's uh, yeah, what's your read on on creating that kind of safe space and that in that kind of intimacy and healthiness? Yet, um, is it even my, possible? My initial th- uh, initial thoughts is um i think it's very cool that uh you've you've like gained something from this relationship that you are taking with you uh i don't feel like a relationship has to end good bad i don't don't think that the way in which the relationship ended whether it was good or as bad or it was neutral um can have any effect on whether or not you choose to take something from it uh, to benefit you as you yeah. move forward in your life. And it sounds like you did that because you're saying to me now that you've learned uh, how to communicate better. Your boundaries have gotten better, um, which is great. That's cool to hear because you can you can gain that whether the relationship ended good or bad. Um, so that's great, right? Because if you're doing things in life, you might as well get something out of them, whether <laughs> good or bad. So I'm glad to hear that you got something out of it. Um, that's the most important thing. I, I don't know if it's the most important thing. I don't know what the most important thing is. I'm a gecko on the computer. But that is an important thing. Um, <laughs> oh, I get you. The, I guess that's the big takeaway. So now you're in a point where you're like, should I continue to have a relationship of any kind with this person? Because you still... Yep. Okay, so let me ask you, let me ask you something. Or, or, or rather... My understanding is that you love her, she loves you, blah, blah, blah. You can't stand seeing each other without anyone, blah, blah, blah. But you made the decision that now is not the right time, that you have other things in your life to pursue, so you amicably broke up. Is that an accurate-ish description of what's going on? I'll give you the rundown, the abridged version for sure. Um, What ended up happening was... um, of course, uh, you know, con- constructive, considerate, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, so what ended up happening was I I literally risked my, my health, my finances, my identity to make this person happy. And, who, and this person had a very heavy expectation. And I was so, and well, still am still so in love and also had that those love goggles, I guess you can call it, the, the facade of, you know, like not, not seeing... Or, well, knowing the red flags and being aware of them, but uh, just diluting them, you know. Like, I know that's a pretty, pretty typical thing that we go through. But it got to such a level where, yeah, like, I, so I graduated film school, right? And I made my big thesis film. I was getting some traction. And I was going through doing editing gigs as well. So I'm sure you've also experienced, you know, what you come, um, coming out of, yeah, just doing film stuff in general. Um, and just find, start trying to find that balance, right? And, um, yeah, no, uh, I noticed that, yeah, I was just, uh, yeah, my life became trying to make her happy nonstop. Yeah, and then I was, uh, yeah. 
depending on on yeah, depending on her, which is the first time ever I've felt that notice. I was like, I'd always, um, yeah, I I always been so independent, and then I became dependent. Where it's like, if she's happy, I'm happy, and it got really bad because I was just like so immersed and so kind, so loving. So what ended up happening is she she is a, she has some narcissistic tendencies, so she and some power kind of things. So she kind of like definitely took advantage of my my kind heart and my nice you know mentality. And that's just how this kind of like totally went backwards. And what ended up happening is I took it to a whole other level where I love this person so much that I legit like wrote down, journaled all my thoughts, tried to be as constructive as possible and helpful. And I literally like decoded why she says the certain things she does and why she's mean about certain things and why like just like. Yeah, like I even provided and all this time spent decoding I and, and uh, all this stuff was that was that stressful for you? Oh yeah, of course. I'm balancing uh, a few editing jobs, trying to get a more stable job, and then I got okay, so, yeah. So, so I want to go back. I want to go back to the. All right, I feel like I, I feel like I kind of get what's going. I want to let's go to the present here. We're in the present now. Okay, and let's you're hear it. deciding. Whether or not you uh, want to remain friends with this person, a hundred percent. And I know that there's just heavy investment, heavy love, and there's like, like you said too. There's that, that there's still that love, but I'm fearful that I'm going to get just hurt more and more because this person seems like they're slowly catching yeah. on from, yeah. from all you the know, things here, that I told them. And again, right, I don't know the full scope of the relationship, and again, I'm only a gecko on the computer, but here's my thoughts. You have the, uh, a, level of, a level of self-awareness, a level of, I don't know what you would call it, but maybe, maybe you would call it a desire for betterment, a lust for life, um, a lust for the future. I can see that within you because, I can t- because you started this off by, um, you started this off on a, pretty positive note by saying that you found something of value from this relationship that you've learned something you've learned uh, uh, how to communicate better how to set better boundaries that's what you said you've added to your emotional skill set you I can tell are invested in in making yourself uh, a better person and growing and and in uh, looking to the future, I I can see that in you, and so I would say that if if uh, you wish to continue investing in yourself moving forward, especially uh, uh, at the at this this beautiful age that you're at, um, that we're at essentially. Um, I, I, I don't see any reason to continue having this person in your life if much of what you can remember from their time in your life is just stressful and is a heavy level of investment and codependency and all the things that you have just now run down to us, right? So yeah. um, mm-hmm. I would – and it's not – it's uh, uh, of course, of course – easier said than done but I think you can do it because you've shown us that you're a guy who cares about his own self-development I would move and look past 
beyond this person into the great wide sea of other people and experiences and opportunities that there are in life as opposed to continuing to invest and be further dependent upon this person. Understood. I appreciate that. And I feel that I, I am slowly going through that process. Like I've gotten things back that I, I like that I was fearful that I wasn't going to get back. Like I finally took action to commit to one of my next film projects and I'm going to start trying to get um, producers, investors going for that. And that's what's kind of like, that's my purpose. That's who I am. So I'm like so excited for that. And that's kind of what's really keeping me going while I'm balancing everything else. But yeah, it's just, it's hard because there's just so much chemistry and love there and also she's not the most um she, she could be she has some impulsive tendencies as well so she'd end up well, like being mad at me well there for, we go i mean like, there, having... sorry i'm sorry to cut you off but there we go i mean you've got like you know you've got your film projects you've got uh i mean you've got like you you have a you you are building what i like to call a diversified life portfolio um which is helpful because you said Absolutely. that you had dependency problems um, and I can hear in your voice. Oh, I you learned that saying, recently. I need to exactly, find but I can hear. I can hear. It. I can. You can hear from all the things you're saying. You care about developing yourself. You care about building a diverse life portfolio. And I, I encourage you to continue caring about those things and um, taking actions down that path. Um, what do you say your name was again? Greg. Greg or Gregory. Either or. Uh, Greg. Good luck to you. And uh, last thing I'm going to tell you before we go. Uh, don't wait for people to give you as a film guy, whatever. Don't wait for people to give you permission to make things. Just make them and put them on the internet. Okay, Gregory. Then, uh, I hear you. <laughs> thank you for calling. I'll talk to you soon. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Courtney. What's up? Uh, Courtney, how can I get you this evening? Um. Um, I don't know how to answer that question. I've heard you ask it a few times, and I just didn't think it would ever happen to me. <laughs> I, you know, can I actually, can I event to you a little bit here? Um, yeah, no. See, on one, I, I, this is a real problem, this is a problem, is that on one hand, um, this is, this is, uh, this is ultimately the problem of like, I don't really know what this stream is. Or what the goal of it is. Because on one hand, it's like, it's free-form conversations with people that don't have any sort of, that are sort of boundaryless, right? But then on the other hand, I'm kind of like, look, if you're going to call in, you know, have some, you know, some, something. At least a little bit. Of, it's just easier if you have a little bit of something, you know? And also, you did, here's another thing, is you did tell, you talked to a call screener who asked you what it is you wanted to talk about. And you did tell them something. And it happened, and I, I don't know, I want to know this from your perspective, because I get callers all the time who are like, um, who I say, how could, what did you want to talk about? And they go, um, I don't know. And I'm like, you just to you told the person what you wanted, why are you telling me that you don't know? If you told the call screener what it is you want to talk about. I'm not uh, upset. I'm just, I'm a little bit just baffled. And I'm also, on my end, figuring out because at the end of the day, it all it's my responsibility, all this stuff. So on my end, I'm like, how do I, what's the stand, What's the bar here? This, this, this makes sense, right? I'm not talking in loops, right? This all makes sense. 
Oh, yeah. I was just wasn't sure if I wasn't supposed to just, like, jump into it, you know? Like, oh, I wasn't we, sure if... There's uh, no, there's no, there's no supposed to. to. There's no supposed to. There's no right. rules. Maybe, maybe right. I don't know, maybe I should set rules? There could be, there could be a supposed to. No, no. I could set rules. I mean... I could be, like, I could... I yeah. was watching, um... I was watching a little bit of Dr. Drew's uh, stuff because we're going to have him on soon. And he's very much like, caller, what's your question? Okay, thank you. All right. And then I know it's a different style, but I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know what my style should be. But I do. I'm, I always go back and forth on it. But you did. Right. You did. You did tell the call screen or something you wanted to talk about. I do. Yeah, I do. I wanted to tell you. Um I think it was when you had attorney Tom on, you had a caller call in and they told you about um, the dude got pulled over and they found some like weed in his car and a dude ended up and he got a DUI for it. He told him that uh, he like told the cops that he hadn't smoked in like, like two or three days or whatever. And they're like, Oh, well that's it. Like you still get a DUI. Um, And then recently I was, running around door dashing and I hit a roadblock on a Thursday night, which was super cool. Um, and anyways, I had weed in my car and they were like, Oh cool. Well, you have weed in your car. Are you high right now? And I was like, no. They're like, well, when's the last time you smoked? And I was like, well, uh, it's been like, like a couple of weeks. And they're like, well, you have weed in your car and like a bowl in your car. And you just say you haven't smoked. And I was like, no. And just cause I remembered the episode to make sure to, that it had been a long time since I had smoked, and I they gave me like a field sobriety test, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they Did let they me go. It? I didn't get a DUI. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they let me go. She said that uh, she thought I was high, but she thought I was good to drive, anyways. So um, were you? Which I don't know how you. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I despite I might get some flack for this, but. You ever just forget that driving high is super illegal? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's, I feel it's, like it's an easy thing. Everyone, know, everyone knows. That, like, okay, everyone knows that driving yeah. drunk is super illegal. It's one of those. And I was talking about this. I think I was talking about this on stream the other day. It's a very similar thing with texting and driving. Like, t- like, like uh, texting and driving yeah. is like you ever it's on. Okay, because the whole the whole thing is like you shouldn't text and drive so when you're like going through spotify trying to change the song and you're on your phone it's like you somehow differentiate that from texting even though it's the same fucking thing yeah just because of the messaging and like same with like you're driving high it's like it's dui it's super legal totally as illegal as driving drunk but you just forget because no one ever yeah yeah but also i mean like I hear you. I absolutely hear you, and I totally agree. But also, like, I got it, right? For the most part. Until I don't. But I had it. <laughs> um. I'm even looking at the chat. People be yeah. like, driving high is definitely not good, but driving drunk is way worse. It, um... Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I just forget all the time that it's uh, illegal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, And it's also, it's not defense. I know people try to defend it. And it's like, I get it. It's, it's, like, it's at the end of the day, it's not defensible. It's not defensible at all. But I do forget that it's... Right, right. Like, I'm not... 
Like you can't, yeah, you can't yeah, defend. You I don't can't know. Say, you can't be like, okay, driving high is not as bad as driving drunk. It's not, but you can't defend it. There's no <laughs> without without being a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you kind of sound like an asshole, being like, it's you, totally, not, you totally sound like an asshole trying to defend. I, I've, I, yeah, yeah. I've high before. You can't, and I shouldn't ever do that. You shouldn't. No, it's frowned. It's totally frowned upon. Totally you're frowned less upon. likely to die and kill other people. Oh, you're less likely to die and kill other people. I mean, when you're driving sober, yeah. you're pretty likely to die and kill other people, but... Yeah, like 97% more likely than you are to die in your room. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. 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 So, um... You know, I would not, I would not endorse it, but I, it's, it's, yeah, it's no. one of those things. It's one of those things. Someone said riding a motorcycle on mushrooms is super fun. That sounds horrible. Uh, man, this is why I want to live in a place time. where I can use the subway, man, because the subway, you can get, you can, you can, you can be, you can be fucked up on the get as fucked up as you want on the subway. You can get. No way, dude. That sounds totally up adorable. on the subway, and no one cares. Uh, the first time my best friend ever did acid, um, we were she, she drove like uh, we thought it was going to take like an hour to kick in because that's what dude said. Um, and then we had like a forty-five minute drive home, so we were like, "Sweet, we'll take it now." And then like fifteen minutes after we get home, we'll start tripping, and it kicked uh, in in like fifteen twenty minutes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, she, like, threw up, like, a whole shit ton as soon as we got, like, where we were going. It was terrible. I was freaking out in the passenger seat. Not a great time. Hmm. Well, Courtney, what do we what do we think? I know I sort of talked a little bit over you uh, in this. Um, what I, what do, what do you think? Do you think we are coming away? Do you think we're coming out of this? But You and me. Uh, not just Don't just think about if you learned anything. Think about if I learned anything. Do you think either of us learned anything from this conversation? Um, no. That's okay. Uh, I have learned nothing. Yeah, no, I've learned nothing, but maybe you've learned something. No, I I haven't learned anything either. Yeah, yeah, but that's all right. I don't know if that was like a goal of that you had. No, it wasn't. As I said, I established this at the beginning. There's no supposed to's in this. Yeah, no, fuck a supposed to. Beautiful. Have a good night, Courtney. Yeah, you too, Gek. Bye. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. What's up? Can you hear me? Tyler. Yeah. How's it going? How's it going? Um, it's going good. It's going good. Um, you look a bit stressed. Do I really? You do. Like you're annoyed with some callers today. Um, I don't do. uh, What about? Can you like sort of cut to the bone about what about that is like? Like, is it is it my body language? Is it my tone of voice? Like, what what is it that's that's signaling that to you? Maybe your body language. 
I feel like my body language is pretty like stagnant. Like I don't I, pretty calm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's pretty calm. I mean, it's is it my it's got to be a tone of voice thing. Because I actually I kind of see it in myself a little bit. No. I think you're good, but sort of seem a little stressed. Like maybe you don't want to do phone calls for a while and do cooking. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't really know if I can cook anything. Sure, you're good. I have to pee. Maybe that could be it. Got to have confidence in your cooking. Yeah. No, don't drink your pee. Jackson? Jackson? Jackson. Oh. Tyler? Yes, sir. What's up? What do you think about the trucking industry? What do I think about the trucking industry? Like, what are my opinions? Like, in what what sense? The the, Actually, you don't even have whatever whatever sense... Whatever sense you would be referring to, I have no opinion on it. I've never driven a truck myself. Um, I haven't interacted with many trucks, and I, I, I don't, I don't have that much of an opinion on it, to be honest. Well, I am a truck driver. Okay. I was wondering, what's your thoughts on uh, road rage? Hmm. Tyler, is this? Are you asking me your thoughts? Are you, are you asking me my thought? And I'm, I'm. This is not a hostile response. I, I'm genuinely, genuinely curious. Are you asking me these questions to set up your thoughts on the trucking industry and road rage? Because you don't have to do that. You can just tell me your thoughts uh, on the trucking yeah, industry. I guess so. You can yeah, just, you, you can it. just tell, you can just tell me. We don't have to. You don't have to right. set it up like. What do you think? Well, I well, here's what I think. You can just tell well. me. Just, it wasn't necessary to set it up to that. Well, I didn't say that to be a dick. I just, well, I just wanted I a lot to let you know. No, 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 you're good. I didn't catch that at all. Anyways, I'm a truck driver. Deal with a lot of um, distracted drivers out there. Yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate. I see a lot of people texting and driving. See oh, about 100% of weird people things are out there uh, texting well and sometimes. driving. You know what is just, you know what is oh, a horrible thing that ridiculous. I do that I think a lot of people do is I think the whole, the whole the um, whole it's the dumbest thing of all time the whole texting the the sentiment as like we should not text and drive right that's been like it's on the billboards it's what the PSAs right. are no texting and driving so people now have it in their head. Subconsciously, if you're using your phone, but you're not texting, it's fine. Like you can like in the Instagram. If you're on Instagram and you're like talking to someone over DMs while you're in the car, it's fine. You're not texting. You're Instagram direct messaging and driving. There's no billboard about that. If you're changing the song on your on your iPod, there's no billboard against that. You know, if you're watching TikTok while driving, no billboard accessing your cellular device. So as long as you're not like literally texting, it's ridiculous. It's a serious problem. Even if you're te- if you're messaging someone with another iPhone, that's not texting and driving. That's iMessage. That's fine. There's no law against that. Yeah. 
no billboard up on it. But I do call those people in. You call them in? Oh, yeah. You seem to have... I've seen some pretty, almost pretty damn close accidents. Really? But on account of people texting and driving? Oh, yeah. Swerving, almost sideswiping each other. Changing lanes at the same time, but they're both texting and driving, not paying attention. It's ridiculous. It's stressful out there, to be honest. It says here that sometimes you will, it says here sometimes that you will see people jerking off in traffic. Oh yeah, I've seen it like twice now. Oh my god, I feel there. Hold on, I could have sworn there was a caller in the queue who wanted to talk about how he jerked off in traffic. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it's wait, wait. When you say when you say jerk, I don't mean right. like I'm happy for for the person. Tim, was there a caller who wanted to jerk off in traffic? I swore I could have sworn I saw a, a call with that. If so, I guess more power to him. But pay attention. Well, okay. When you say jerking off in happy traffic, for do the you mean guy that he's having a good time? Do you mean jerking off like in? When we say traffic, like how is is the cars moving or are we like in traffic? traffic in cities. Oh, okay. So we're not talking like, you know, moving very slowly traffic. We're talking like, you know, at a red light. 65, 70 mile an hour. It's not faster. Oh, okay. So jerking off while your car is going 70 miles an hour. Damn right. Better than texting though. Because you don't have to look. Because you don't have. I I disagree. Because you can just you can because you can look forward and masturbate while driving, but you can't if you're on texting. You have to. You have to. um, You know, you have to look at your phone. Well, with jerking off, there was one guy that was watching porn while jerking off while driving down the road. This was at night, so I could see clearly into his car. Mm. And no part of you was like, that's kind of efficient. Wait. Part of me was like, it was kind of efficient. But at the same time, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> so you he said, wasn't maintaining his lane all too well. So you said you, you typically report people like that. I did not report those two. Mm-hmm. Who was the was too tired. who was the last person that you reported? Uh, another trucker, actually littering. You reported him for littering, and when you when you make these reports, what typically follows? Are these reports actioned upon, or are they forgotten? I think the littering one was forgotten about, but one, uh, it was a reckless drunk driver, I'm pretty sure. He was swerving hard through traffic. People were having a hard time passing him. I called his ass in up in Missouri, and they ended up catching him. Mm. Okay, so so one of your reports was actioned upon, and they were he was successfully caught. Yeah, but with text, texting drivers, I've never seen them actually pulled over. Because mm. usually most of the time they're going the same way I am. Hmm. I figure because they get off at an exit before uh, 
an officer could get them. Well, well, okay, wait, hold on, but hold on. Even hold if on, I on, am call on. people in, but, it's never going to change. So you're, but wait a minute. So you're driving in your truck, right? And yep. you look to your left and you see somebody texting and driving. And you go, I'm going to report this person. It's like a 25% of the time okay. type thing. And, most and, of the time but I'm how do you care. report them? I have a headset that I use. That's a oh. uh, Bluetooth connected to my phone. Okay, I was going to say, this feels like... Because it's sort of a situation where like <laughs> a cop, if they want to pull over somebody who's speeding... Hypocrisy. What do, they, what do they do? They got to speed speed to catch up with them, to pull them over. Yep. I hate driving. I I, I if I could never I if I could never get into a car ever again, but still be able to live a full life, I I would love that. But I I I truly hate cars because you're you're right. Everyone's out there texting. Eating, jerking off, getting drunk, getting high, all the stuff. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I get, and look, I get it. I get why, you know, it's a lot of time in the car. It's a lot of your time. You're, you're, you can't, you, you're, there are people that we're trying to make this into a live time. It's, it's typically dead time that we give of our lives to traffic. So why not lighten the time by jerking off and getting high and eating food? You know, the stuff we would do if we weren't in our car. Or why not put all that stuff down and just pay attention to life and live in the moment? Get out of here. Who wants to do that? Right. Not in this day and age. Tyler, um, do you have any do you have any other thoughts, feelings, sentiments, questions, comments, concerns that you wish to share before we go? This was a good call. I enjoyed hearing your perspective on these things. Um, another thing Please. with drivers that they, it's just a nonstop thing. Please. Us truckers, we weigh, well, in the industry that I'm in, I can weigh up to 80,000 pounds. And we got drivers, young drivers mostly, that'll cut in front of us at the last second to get their exit or just emerge back in front of us when we're coming up to a stoplight or something. It takes us about two football fields or more to stop that thing. Mm. And that's why there's so many accidents because people mm. don't. Give us that, that space in front. Mm. Mm. It's it's important to do that, otherwise they're going to be a pancake. Yeah, I don't even know how you. Pancake. I don't even know how you drive that big ass truck around. They're too big. I can only do a tiny little. Car. I've been driving a long time. Well, I hope you drive for even longer. It's um, I'm pretty confident with my driving. Well, Tyler, I hope you drive long and forever into the sunset, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the night. Thank oh, you for sharing. that's beautiful. Hey, you, you too. Shout out to Powerful Condor. Have a good night, Tyler. You as well. Goodbye. Now, I don't want to be the guy who is driving behind the guy jerking off, and he comes out the window, and then you just drive into it, and it gets all over your windshield. That's where I think things could go wrong. You ever play Mario Kart DS? You know the squid item where you pre- you do it and it makes like ink go on everyone's screen? It's like that but with cum.
Does anyone know what I'm talking about? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello? Hello? How are you? This is the Gecko. Um, is this Mr. V? This is Mr. V speaking. How are you tonight? I'm all right. Uh, how are you? Could be better. Could be worse. Could be worse. Totally could always be better. Totally could always be worse. Um. Mr. V, um, how could it be worse? How could it be worse? Yes. Well, I guess it goes to the root of why I'm calling in today. Okay. Is, uh, I used to be a teacher and I quit my job and it's been about a year now and I'm doing something completely different and I feel like my brain is turning into mush, to be quite honest. Hmm. I feel like um, I'm uh, getting dumber and dumber by the day with my new job, hmm. even though I get more money and I have literally zero responsibilities. Hmm. Hmm. But hmm. it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird now where I go home and I do this hard labor and I come home and I and I look in my room and I see all these books I used to read. I'm like, what happened hmm. to that guy? Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Why did you? And then I hear about how schools are all. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. I, I, I want to hear. I want to hear the rest of, of, of what you're saying. Um, yeah, I just hear about how schools are all super messed up, even getting worse. And I'm just like, well, I'm glad I'm not there, but I just I have like this inner need to go teach again. I'm, I just I, mm. I meet adults who can't do like multiplication or really bad geography. I'm just like. Why am I here? I should be, te- you know, teaching people fundamental skills. Mm, mm, mm. That's super interesting. So, okay, so how long ago did you leave your teaching job? I, it's it's uh, it's going to be a year now. Okay, and you are saying that you're getting paid more and that you have less responsibilities, which are two things that uh, I feel like a lot of people look for. In gigs is uh, more money for less work. Is that the main reason why you jump ship from being a teacher? Is because the software had more money and less work? Uh, I know I mostly jump ship from teaching because like it was a good cozy job. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I got the summers off. I got a pretty decent salary and whatever. But uh, COVID hit and uh, turned everything upside down. And then I got paid. The same to do like way more work, to be honest. I know people think teachers just sat at home, but it was like pretty intense to go from like a lot of social interaction to virtual interaction. 
And, uh, yeah, and I kind of got fed up with, uh, like, the federal unemployment system. So, like, I was, like, a third-year teacher. And the people who were getting the federal unemployment during the time of the pandemic were pretty much getting the same amount of money I was getting as a teacher. Mm. But I was devoting myself five days a week, right, online, whatever, nine hours a day, plus grading and planning all day on Sunday. And I just thought, well, this is bullshit. (laughs) fuck the system but at the same time i'm just like well how do i reach these kids to make sure they can go off to get decent careers and not get ripped off by like the ice cream man or no basic geography i guess Hmm. so it sounds as though you have uh, i mean aside from just money you have external desires you wish to help people and have a genuine desire to to educate them to reach these kids. Yeah, I would I would say I would I would I would say so. I would say so. And when you but first it's just like, well, I, I Go ahead. Uh like um it's kind of weird to be honest, like being a dude teacher and like kind of like doing bro things like I'm ripping my jewel and drinking a beer right now. But like you would meet these older teacher dudes, right? You meet these older dudes and I was like, I don't really want to end up like these guys. Mm. You know, that, that, that looks kind of crappy. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But then I look at the people at my new job. I'm like, I don't want to end up like these people either. Mm. This sucks too. Mm. So uh, I feel like it's just like a lose-lose situation across the board. But at mm. least I'm getting more money. But I work, I'm like from the Midwest. And like I work now in like an automobile factory. And I do like the same thing over like 600 times a day as as much as like it was fun at the beginning like oh this is like super easy i just get paid to do this but after a while you're like wow like my brain is mush right now like so 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 hold on hold on i want to stop i want to stop you real quick so you said that you so you're at this teaching job and you're having uh, whatever COVID's going on, the gig is changing, all these sort of things, and you have these older teachers that you're looking at, and you're looking at them, and you're going, ah, I don't know if I want to be this guy when I'm, you know, 60 years old, whatever it is. What What is it about the older teachers that you look at and you see and it makes you go, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Well, there was two case scenarios. We'll call him Mr. X and Mr. Y, right? Let's call Mr. X the good guy, right? He was married. He had a, he had kids. But you, you can tell Mr. X, like, you know, he he didn't have like nice things. He he drove a beat up, you know, minivan. I'm pretty sure he probably struggled to pay the bills. And, you know, that I don't want to live a life like that. You know, taking care of my kids on a teacher's salary. You know, that kind of sucks. But then there was Mr. Y. And Mr. Y was like the long-term playboy bachelor who takes trips to the Netherlands and Colombia to do, to do God knows what. And I'm like, well, I don't want to end up like that either because that's a really shallow existence where mm. he's just, you know, I'm like that like that's even though they're completely polar opposites, I'm like, I feel it's either gonna be one or the other and they both suck. So I'm like, Fuck why that. why 
do you feel as though you can only be one or the other? I just, I mean, like, well, I mean, on a teacher's salary, it's kind of hard to kind of really do anything, to be quite honest. So, like, it's either you live for yourself, only yourself. Like, you do your thing for the kids, obviously, but you really only live for yourself because you really don't make that much. Or, like, you kind of do, like, the whole family thing, but then, like, when it's bill time, you're like, fuck, like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to put my kids through college? Mr. V, Mr. V, Mr. V, what's what what what's important to you? Because I know that you're looking at the and and I I understand this. I understand this for sure. It's nice to have like models of you know what could be, but when you really think about it, and you think about your life, and you think about your options, and you think about you know what what is important to you? What's important to me is uh family having like nice things working hard i guess and being smart i guess like i like to use my brain i feel like i feel like this job like underutilizes me so much i'm like i look like i don't know i guess like because it's been a whole year right and i like didn't teach i had zero responsibilities I had no, I had zero like community commitment where I had to be like a role model citizen at the CPS and stuff. Like, sure. I could do whatever I want. Like, I grew my hair out, right? Wore different shoes, like, wore different clothes. Like, it was sweet. But then, like, as the year went on, I'm like, fuck, like, kind of want some responsibilities. But then people look well, at then, me like, you're fucking crazy. Well, well, like, well, 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 okay. So, you say you have. Mind not- you, I'm 26 as well. Okay, so you say you have not no responsibilities, but relatively minor responsibilities at this new gig. Yes. So, what would stop you then from trying to get creative? Because you seem like you're a creative guy and you seem like you could use your brain. I feel like for you... There could be a creative way on whatever your off time is to find a new type of venture. And I don't know what it would be. I'm not going to give you any sort of example because I don't I don't know. I, I just want to, like, plant the seed in your head of, like, that it's that it's possible. That's something to think about. Like, what what would be the venture on the side for you? That would allow you to use your brain. That would allow you to form a a community. And I I, I feel like, and again, I'm playing armchair gecko therapist here, but there's a there's a very very narrow binary thinking here of like I can either be this guy or I can be this guy. And it's like my friend, we live in uh, 2022 or in an interconnected society we have the computer we have i mean there's never been more tools available to a human being to create community to use their brain and i i would just sort of think in in your off time if you are telling me that you have more money and less responsibilities and you do have free time i would i would only encourage you to to at least i mean like think about ways in which in which you could form a new venture or activity or, or, or something 
that could allow you to use your brain. I mean, like I jam form community. You jam. I, I mean, that's a great. That's hard. a great idea. You know, that, 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 something I like jam. that. I like you know. to jam, but it's I. It's it's like Mr. Geck. Like when you're a teacher, like it it really it it you you take it you take it on fully. You know, it's hard to like walk in at the door at the end of the day and like t- put the teacher hat off. Like it kind of stays on all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, I just feel really conflicted with my identity nowadays. You know what I mean? Like before when I was a teacher, I'd be at the store or around, you know, people who had kids and like, I would like always test their times tables and it's, can they, can they, can they do subtraction with money or anything? You know, just basic teacher stuff that I feel like kids could use and not be on their phones. And nowadays I just like, I look at kids, I'm just like, not my job. You know, it's not mm-hmm. my job anymore. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a guilt on the inside. I'm like, well, that kid's not going to know the difference between China and Taiwan. You know what I mean? And that's an important issue. I feel like most people should know about this kind of stuff or just any basic thing. And especially because, ironically enough, I was a science teacher who left during COVID because I realized education is just kind of not very scientific in regards to how they handle things. Hmm. So it's just, it's just like Mr. Geck, just to be quite frank, it's just like, you know how you're Lyle and you're Mr. Geck. It's like, imagine hanging up the Mr. Geck forever, you know, or something happened where you had to give up the Mr. Geck or being Mr. Geck became too much. You, 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 can, you can just call, you can just call me Geck. Up. You don't have to call me Mr. Geck. Okay. <laughs> it's a respect thing. The teacher hats on, you know, but uh, it's kind of that feeling. And I hope you never have that feeling, you know, walking away from something you're so passionate about because you have to, you know. Well, would you say your name was Mr. V? Mr. V. Mr. V, um, in whatever you do, I wish you good luck. You take care now, Mr. Gecko. Thank you, Mr. V. Yeah, I don't know why Mr. Gek makes me uh, feel super uncomfortable. I I don't I don't um you know I'm not a teacher not a guru um never 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 had any interest in um never had any interest in presenting myself as such M- merely truly truly only wish to present myself and I hope I'm doing a I'm, I I hope I'm doing this properly because sometimes I feel, I'm afraid that I'm not. But I I really truly at the end of the day only wish to present myself um, as a crazy person in a gecko costume on the internet. Hello. 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 Hey. What's good, professor? Um. Why do you say I'm a professor? Um, well, you didn't like Mr. And you got some credibility, I think. I don't... Um, but how you doing, my man? I don't know if I... I mean, here's the, th- <laughs> I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I know that there's, there's people watching my stream and stuff, but I don't know if that inherently... I don't know if followers gives you inherent credibility. What do you, I mean, what is your genuine yeah, opinion? No, what is your genuine not. opinion on that? Uh, yeah, the talk has taught me that... 
TikTok has taught me that you will find a following in anything. And if you want a toxic community, you're going to get it. But you, you welcome and you embrace a welcome environment. Mm-hmm. And so you stand out like a, like a ruby, my man. You know, here's the thing, though, is re- you can say, and if you like, oh, like if your friend tells you something, you're like, well, I, who the fuck is this guy? Like if you if you meet someone at a party and they start like saying, giving you advice about something or or going on yeah. a spiel or making statements of opinion or anything like that, you're like, who is this person? What the fuck are they saying? But if you saw a TikTok for sure of a random of that same person, but there were a random yeah. person, but you saw it and it had a bunch of like likes on it, and a bunch of people commenting on it, it was it was like presented to you, yeah, as media. You would be like, oh, what's I agree uh-huh. with that, but there's no difference between the two, really. So everyone is just saying things and hoping yeah. that they resonate with people in some way, but there's no credibility to anyone. I hate when anyone. people say things. hate when people say things. Absolutely. I picked the worst thing to do. I picked a podcast where I say things, and people say, I, I hate saying no, things, I, like I hate listening to things. Your, I'm in a complete and utter nightmare here. fingers in front of a turtle. How can I get you this evening? Um, I promise I'm going to find curious. a better thing to what say to transition into like the what the part of the call where we talk about the thing. But for now, I'm using how can we how can I get you? Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. For some advice, uh, I don't know what the moderator told you. For a little side quest today, I accidentally drank my own urine. Can you repeat but that? I have a loving relationship with. Say that again. Can you repeat that? Uh, I drank my own urine on accident this uh, about seven o'clock, but I was mainly calling because I have a very nice relationship with a with a with a wonderful girl, and uh, I've been just like trying to find jobs, and it's hard to put myself out there and find relationships and get get. Uh, connected to people, it's applying LinkedIn and your forms. Just, everybody wants something different, and everyone says they're hiring, but they're not. And I, it's just I haven't been able to find employment. I'm just, you know, just kind of vibing through life, living at my parents, and trying to remain happy. But yeah, what do you have to think about that? You said you drank your own urine this morning? Not this morning, this evening, accidentally. Because I pulled an all-nighter, in, and I went to go get some donuts from my family in the morning, about 5 a.m. I was in the parking lot of HEB, and man, I just had to pee, and I had tinted windows, so... I had a little water bottle, you know, it got, it got took care of it. I threw in my back right seat because I have a two door. I didn't want anyone happen to see it while I was inside shopping, right? So I threw it back there, had forgotten about it. Me and my girlfriend, when we were in my car, we always throw water bottles on the ground, right? Well, this, tonight I went to go pick up some calzones, right? Some, 
some fresh mozzicoli and some, whoo boy, some good dessert. And I went to go, I was like, wow, I'm really parched. Went to go grab some water from behind me. Instead of behind my seat, I went to the far back right. I forgot about my bottle and the disaster had already hit me. Had to flush my mouth out with another little water bottle. Had, had some kombucha. Some might say that was worse, but it was great. So you flushed out your mouth with a second water bottle? I what? And what did it taste like? See, that's the thing. It's been really cold in Texas lately. So it was about like 40 out today. And so instead of hot and like ammonia, it was kind of like a really watered down but slightly lemon add, added taste to a very bad Powerade from McDonald's. Mm. Served in the plastic cups, you know, a really big, large cup with mm. too much ice. It was cold. It was... um. It didn't do it. I opened up my window. I had to spit it out. I had to get some other water. I didn't think I would tell anybody until tonight, but I told my girlfriend. And then we went to see when you had last put some footage, and it was Friday. And I'm like, oh, this man has a schedule. So that's where we're at, Lyle. Is it okay if I say Lyle? My name's Jared. And how did this experience make you feel in the macro about your life as a whole in the macro i really need to move out my mother's toxic but in the macro some urine's not going to change that my my every day was pretty good i love my girlfriend your girlfriend is your hand shut up chill out 2020 what's Sorry, your name am i allowed what's... to reach out no you're not allowed to reach out actually okay Oh, I'm so sorry. You are breaking rules. I apologize. I just heard to mute it. Um, but in the macro, it's changed me for the better. I'm I'm glad it happened. It wasn't pleasant, but I've learned from it. What have you learned from it? Not to throw water bottles on the floor, and I'm not going to allow my girlfriend to do it either. Granted, she doesn't pee in water bottles in my car. But you win some, you lose some, right? Like, unmedicated ADHD, man, it's, you, you have some great three, four days, but then you have some depression naps for, you know, about a week. Trying to, it's hard to take care of yourself or shower. You really have to think about and work yourself into doing it because you know it's for the better. Even if you don't go outside today, even if you're on the computer, just trying to shower yourself is hard after about two and a half, three days. But yeah. What do you what do you do on the computer? Um So here's the thing. Toxic trait, I know. League of Legends back in season three. But that that got me into building computers. But before that, my dad's an electronics engineer, so I always soldered and desoldered printed circuit boards with him. Um, I already forgot where this question is going. I'm. Are you addicted to anything, Lyle? Am I addicted to anything? Yeah. 
Sugar. Word heard. Maybe maybe a little bit of porn. I could probably I could I could probably reasonably quit porn for a while. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I absolutely. I I don't think I'm addicted this to weed. Is, is, is I think of all the of all the things. You have the animated stuff. Sorry to talk over. The an animated drawn, you know. Hentai. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dojinshi, you know the the girlfriend's Twitter porn account, you know. No, what is that? Oh, she just has a Twitter account for her porn page. You know, that's private because Twitter thinks that every single thing you like should be told to every single friend of yours. Crazy. Man, my bed's comfy. What did you say your name was? Jared. Thank you very much for calling, Jared. Thank you so much, brother. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> 